Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to the money healer, Dr. Amanda. Are you ready to level up and make some real money? Do you know you're meant for something greater, but something's holding you back, some limiting beliefs? You're in for a treat because Dr. Amanda went from food stamps to six-figure income fast and now helps you do the same. She's been on a quest to teach you how to transform your relationship to money so you can work less, make more, and have fun. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Dr. Amanda. Woohoo! It is awesome to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this will be fun. Okay. So you talk about the law of attraction and manifestation as the way to get what you want, but a lot of people don't even know what that means. So how did you come to those? And you want to explain those? Yeah, too. that's a great question. And, you know, I thought you were going to say a lot of people don't believe that it works. Oh, no, that's not, that's yeah. not, that's not the people that are probably listening to yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was such a winding and twisting road because when I started on my entrepreneurial journey, it was from relationship fallout. It's always money and finance, finance yeah. and romance. Those are yeah. the things that get us to, to do the work, right? Right. Well, and they're so tied. You know, for me, it was like I had left my 15 year marriage having an affair. And my next relationship wasn't working out. So he had moved out and the basement was empty and I was laying on the floor crying. I was already on food stamps and I had three kids while I was working my way through grad school. And I was just sitting there feeling really scared and really sorry for myself. And I had this epiphany moment where I was like, oh, no one's coming to save me. And I'm the one who created all of this. Like looking at the patterns across my life course, I just saw like patterns, right? And I'm like, hmm, I'm not good at relationships. I need help. And I need help with money because I'd always relied on my relationships to bring money because that's how I was trained when I was a kid growing up in a fundamentalist Christian family that, you know, men are the providers. And so I had all these money blocks and a whole bunch of fears. And at that moment, I thought I'm willing to do whatever it takes to change my money reality and have better relationships. And it led me to listening to podcasts because they were free and I could learn on the go. And as I was listening on double speed, every second I got, I started to really change my thinking. And I was like, holy moly, this works. And so I started to parent from a different perspective and teach my classes at university from a different perspective. And I planted the seed like, hmm, all of these podcasts are done by coach type people. I'm like, maybe I need to become a coach. And so I, you know, once that idea got planted in my mind, my department at the same time had this national news fallout where professors were leaving our department. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to. What department is this? Where were you? University of Colorado in sociology. And we had just this, all these scandals going on and I was, everyone was stressed. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be a professor. This sounds awful. And so I decided I'm going to finish my PhD program and I'm going to build a business and see what happens. And so that first year, right when I graduated, I took the leap, stolen food stamps. And I was like, okay, I just need a little bit of money to make it by. Let's see if I can make it fly. And I went six figures in that first year. And what kind of business were you? I I did coaching and I started with relationship and then I ended up having to stop because I realized, oh my God, I'm never going to finish my dissertation if I'm coaching. And so I quit all the things I was doing and then finished my dissertation. And then by the time I was finished with my dissertation, I had taken some training 
And I just realized I want to do transformational style coaching. And so I would go to these networking events and promote myself as a transformational coach. And because at networking events, it's all entrepreneurs, I ended up working with a whole bunch of entrepreneurs and then becoming you know, a business scaling coach. And along that whole journey, I just kept reading more and more about universal laws and manifestation and quantum physics. And I started practicing everything I was learning and my whole life just dramatically changed. You know, like I'm happily married now to the love of my life. My kids are thriving. My business is thriving. And I'm like, oh, these things work. How did you know what to charge? Here you are. You go from college student, single mom, three kids crying on the floor. And and really you're teaching in college and everything. How do you know what to charge when you're amongst all the entrepreneurs? Yeah, it's a great question. I really didn't know. I just totally winged it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, it's like I I enrolled in a workshop where I emailed the guy. He had a podcast. It just happened to be that his podcast was in Boulder, Colorado, where I was teaching. Like how amazing and random, you know, now I'm like, oh, that was some cool yeah. manifesting going on. Definitely and, not random, but right? random. Yeah. And I yeah. messaged him and I said, I really want to be in your course. And he was doing this year long course where you meet in person for the first part and then have courses along the year and then meet at the end of the year. And so I emailed him and I said, I have to be there. I really want to be there. And he's like, well, I don't do anything for free. Smart coaching move. Right. Yeah. And and he said, come up with something and then we'll talk about work study. And so I got into the course and I knew that he had charged 5,500 for the work, you know, for this year long thing. And so I thought I got to gauge my prices somewhere along these lines. And so it, I just started, you know, with putting a number out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. You know it, what you it's a good question that you ask because I think a lot of people don't know what to charge. And and really what you do is just compare industry. And then, you know, I always help people learn how to charge what they're worth. And a lot of coach types undercharge big time, especially if they're coming from a service industry background, like teaching, and they have this huge heart for service, they tend to over deliver and undercharge. And so they burn themselves out. And so I really love to help people up level their value so that they can charge more and make more money in their business. How do you do that? Mindset first. Yeah. Okay. So okay. definitely mindset first, because usually when you have any money blocks going on, which we all do, you tend to struggle with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so then when you have imposter syndrome, you get this scattered brand identity and you put a whole bunch of products out there thinking like, oh, I've got to serve everyone and be everything and do everything. And it's all got to be perfect. And you get completely burnt out. And when you have products and services that aren't clearly focused and aligned with a good brand identity and a clear brand identity, it's hard to charge more because people don't really understand what you stand for. Okay. So once somebody focuses in, then do they look to what somebody else is charging or how do they know? Yeah, I'd say charge? most coaches have taken courses from other coaches. So they, they can, they start to get some idea of the scale that different people get paid. I like to help new coaches, especially pre six figure, learn how to create packages because you can charge for the results instead of an hourly rate. So when a lot of coaches are starting, they think like I need to charge per hour and it's this amount and they don't think as a results-based mindset. And so, you know, creating like a 12 week package, that's a certain price. And then you sell the results. That's easier to charge more. I'm thinking as a lawyer, while you're talking like this, like ethically, you can't say, well, I can't guarantee you a result. It's against every state bar yeah. guideline yeah. And, <laughs> and everything else. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, totally. You know, I, 
but I'm just so curious about all this. It's just, it's so interesting. So what were your limiting beliefs? Was it because you grew up in this fundamentalist household where you thought I'm not supposed to be a provider? Is that? Definitely. That was in there big time. Like the way that I was raised religiously was that men are the head of the household. Women are like, I was literally told like, you're the servant of the man and you're supposed to caretake. And like, that's the godly role of a woman. And so, although my mom worked, it was still man is breadwinner, man has Did financial control. Did she give him control. the money? Was, she wasn't in charge of the money? Yeah, you know what was really interesting in their relationship? My dad was the breadwinner and paid for everything in the house and the family. But then my mom had a, a business cleaning houses and she, all the money was for herself. And she would just buy like clothes and jewelry and yeah. The frivolous items, not exactly. the home, not the, yeah. not the like yeah. sturdy, like, yeah. okay, yeah. Exactly. She would buy all of our Christmas presents and she would spoil the heck out of us. You know, like she would definitely, you know, spend money on us, but a lot of it was just for her. And so I got very weird mixed messages about money as we all do. And that's not to beat my parents up because we're all learning, you know, something I work with people on is their money story and how to rewrite their money story because we get our downloads. I think of them as our brain being Mm -hmm. an operating system and we get downloads from our surroundings when we're kids. And that's when our subconscious programming happens. And so everything that you get in your current money reality is an outcome of your subconscious belief system. And so, you know, I always like to remind people, would you have your five-year-old driving your car? Probably not. Well, why are you having your five-year-old drive your financial life? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really make much sense. And, right, and right. yet that's what most of us are doing because most of us never stop to think, what do I believe about money? Yeah. And so many people give away for free or have trouble charging. I do know that. I have a lot of friends that are fabulous dynamic and can't charge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I I do see that happen a lot. So like flip the switch where you're like, I'm worth this. I can charge. Yeah. Fun way better life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I think it was interesting getting a PhD because I think that that gave me a lot of feeling of credibility. I don't always want people to hear that and take it away like crap. Now I've got to get these big credentials to feel valuable. Not anymore. (laughs) Right. And I won't say that that fixed the problem. Like I always had this visualization. I think a lot of the reasons I got a PhD was because I felt inferior and I felt subordinated and, you know, my being a woman and being brown and being a single mom and being a first-gen college student, all those things caused me to feel really inferior growing up. And then my brother was really smart. And so I always would like, they, my parents would talk a lot about how smart he was. And I felt like, you know, I got good grades, but the, it wasn't like this thing about how smart I was. And so I was trying to prove myself my whole life. And so, you know, I think somewhere in my subconscious brain, I had this idea that when I graduated, I would feel smart. And I was like, nope, that didn't fix anything. No, I, no, I was always a dumb one in the family. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how many degrees I got or how many, anything. I talk about it a lot. Like I was always a dumb one, but do enough affirmations. And like, I don't even tell that. That story doesn't even come up except when I share it with others to say, you get to outgrow all those stories. Totally. Yeah. 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 So. so for me, it, it, it started, I mean, it was just coaching, listening to podcasts, going to workshops, getting one-on-ones, like breaking into my subconscious beliefs has been by far the most transformative thing I've ever done. And, and I still play with them 
all the time. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I do this every single day and I still break through money blocks regularly. At every new level of yourself, you reach and learn new subconscious layers of your mind. And so the journey never ends. And so for me, you know, it started with like, oh, I own my power as a woman in the world. And it's okay to be a breadwinner. It's okay to be a moneymaker. It's okay to be a powerhouse woman. You know, that was a big one for me, for sure. And then, you know, another layer I got was like, you've got to work really hard to make money. And so I'd say that's one that in the last few years, I've really been transforming instead of going, you got to work hard. It's like, how can I be smart and make easy, fun money? And so I love teaching people how to make money from their zone of genius. Yeah, no. And and I love what you were saying before, because it's all peeling the onion, Mm -hmm. all part of peeling the onion. Uh, So let's talk about working less (laughs) and making a lot of money. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that's important to know there is that it's the feeling around what you're doing that makes it feel like effort work, effortful work or vacation style work. You know, I tell people all the time when you're living in your zone of genius and you're doing what you love every day, it doesn't feel like work. And so there's that piece to it. I in no way am building and designing a business where I'm like, I can't wait to sell it and retire. I love what I do. Like, I have no desire to retire. I see myself working for the rest of my life because quote unquote working is my zone of genius play zone, right? Like I'm having fun doing it. And so I do work less hours than I did in the beginning. I mean, that first year that I broke through to six figures, I worked my ass off. (laughs) Like, wow, really, I worked hard and I was driven and I was like, I'm, I'm getting to six figures, hell or high water. That was my mentality. And then I started to learn manifestation principles. And I was like, Oh, that's, I can't keep this up. I'm going to burn out and be stressed to hell. And so I really started to switch the way I was doing things and, and apply principles of, you know, universal principles where you can actually attract easier opportunities your way and bigger opportunities your way by up-leveling yourself. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the manifestation principles that you utilize. Yeah. So the first thing to know is that most people think that they think once I have success, I'll feel good. And they think once I make a certain amount of money, I'll feel good. And the truth is that when you feel good, you attract the money because whatever you're feeling inside is what you're magnetizing your way. So if you're feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and overworked and thinking somehow that's going to lead to a happy ending, you're completely mistaken. (laughs) And that's what most people do. They live lives that are stressful, hoping that in the future they'll feel better. And so manifestation is all about remembering to check in with yourself every single day and go, what's my vibe today? How am I feeling right now? because that's what I'm attracting. And that's the seeds I'm planting for the future. So if you're in the stressed out state, you're planting seeds to attract stressed out opportunities. If you're in a joyful state, you're planting seeds of joy. And you, of course, you want to be going, okay, I choose to create a business I love, not a prison out of my business. I choose to design a life I love, not a life where I'm stressed to hell and not enjoying anything. And so you've got to every day first start with asking yourself, what's my vibe? And if it's off, let's say you're rating yourself from a zero to 10 and you're at a four, how can you up level it to a five and then stay there? And then how can you up level it to a six? And it's simple things like doing more of what you enjoy and when you notice what you don't enjoy, you decide, do I drop this, automate it or delegate it and and go from there. And then what happens is it starts to untether you from all the stress and the overfilled plate and you start to feel better and better. And then you attract easier opportunities your way. Yeah, I love all of that. And if you're not sure how to get there, 
That's where the journaling, meditation, take a walk. Oh, there's so many tools that yes. we talk about all the time that help. And it's yes. so easy. You can do them for five minutes. Like really, uh, <laughs> if you yeah. just write for five minutes, free yeah. write, however it is, or, or set a timer and, and breathe in and out for five minutes. It will help so much. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel yeah. better. Or watch and make sure you're breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you're not holding your breath. It's an amazing thing. So uh, what are the tools that you use? Yeah, yeah. I'll give a a shameless, awesome plug for my, I just had a book published and it went international bestseller. That's so exciting. And it's geared exactly to what we're talking about, up-leveling your money vibe through journaling and meditation. And so it gives 30 after mantras. So it's called I Am A Money Magnet. If people go to IamAMoneyMagnetBook.com, IamAMoneyMagnetBook.com. Awesome tool, teaching all the things I've learned to get where I am in a really simple three-step strategy called my NFA money formula. And then you combine that with daily after mantras, up-leveling your vibe every day and then throughout the day. And it's interesting because in the book, I teach you how to ask yourself questions to bring your subconscious beliefs to your conscious. My favorite quote is by Carl Jung. He says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And so our number one job is to understand what is subconsciously running us. And so this book gives you all the tools to do that. And so, you know, for me, the daily tools that I use, reading, journaling, meditating. And the reading part is like filling my mind with, with Mm -hmm. really awesome stuff like your podcast, like my podcast, like, you know, personal growth and development content. For me, when I started, it was all confidence building. It was Mm -hmm. like everything to do with worthiness and confidence and codependency. I had a big issue with codependency. And so I was learning everything I could about up-leveling myself and falling in love with myself and feeling confident because when you're confident, everything in the world changes oh, for you. Ab- absolutely. It's like a domino effect. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so uh, there's lots of affirmations. Congratulations on your book, by the way. And Thank we will have you. links to absolutely everything in the podcast description, not just on the show notes and website and everything else. There'll be links to all of this. You will get Dr. Amanda's all of that will be available. So which part do you find that people take to the most? Because affirmations, I always tell people, okay, when you start, I've been doing them probably for two decades now, but I still remember when I first started feeling like an SNL skit, <laughs> like <and laughs> living alone. Jack Handy. Out loud, yeah, and, and, like, and ducking and making sure nobody's looking yeah, at me yeah. and stuff like that. And now it's like, I'm so grateful and thankful that large sums of money continuously and effortlessly flow to me. Yeah. And, I mean, they, you know, all of that. So Tell me what you do. You know, I teach like in Affirmantras. I, I made up this term called Affirmantras because it's a mix of affirmations plus ma- the idea of mantras where you're repeating. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I talk very specifically about why most affirmations don't work for people. Because if you don't believe and you're not fully aligned with what you're saying, you're actually causing resistance internally, which pushes away the thing that you think you're trying to attract. And so I teach people uh, starter statements. So I give 16 variations of typical affirmations to help them go, oh, my brain can believe this instead of thinking like, you know, if you said to me right now, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a, I'm a mega millionaire, I'm a multimillionaire, but you don't believe it and yeah. it's not real for you, then you're actually causing resistance. And so instead you could go, it is possible for me to become a millionaire. I feel myself attracting millions of dollars. I prefer to be a multimillionaire, right? And so just that tiny little statement reframes your mindset in a different way and your internal state of being doesn't have any conflict. And so then you can up-level your vibe with it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I started with, I love you. 
I am a worthy person. I started with such little, yeah. but I needed those. Those were all my self-esteem. Me I mean, it was a totally different. It, yeah. There were assignments given to me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> me too. Um, and and that's what, that is the key. You nailed it. You've got to start where you are instead of, you know, saying some nonsense that's totally unbelievable to you. And yeah. so, you know, my favorite, the book, I called the book, I'm a money magnet, because that was my first one I started using. And for me, that aligned because I would find a penny on the ground and say, I'm a money magnet. And then, you know, <laughs> like I'd get to the register and it would be half off whatever I was buying and be like, I'm a money magnet. And I would just say it in my mind. And I added, I'm a money magnet. Everything I touch turns to gold. And I just kept playing with it. And I was like, oh my God, this totally changes the way I feel inside. And so to this day, like when money comes to me or someone in my family or my clients, I'm like, oh, you're a money magnet. Like just reminding people you're a mm -hmm. money magnet, you know? I was just going to say, and it, I've always told my kids, we're the lucky family. And, you know, as teens, they're eye rolling, they're still a bit of eye rollers. They're not completely beyond that. But I always say that I, we are, we're the lucky family, Smart. you know, and that's kind of our thing. So totally. I love the money magnet. I'll, my daughter needs that. I'm stealing it. I'm taking it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. That's awesome because what you're doing is programming them to think that way. Even if they think it's yeah. silly right now, you're programming mm -hmm. them, you know? And, and that's all it is. We're talking about actually rewiring your brain. So the mm -hmm. reason that affirmations work is because they rewire your brain to track for that, which you're stating over and over again. Yep. And oh, that's yeah. why it works. And I, I know it sounds so simple and ridiculous. I think sometimes people are like, seriously, you know, like, really, you're giving me some nonsense, woo woo uh, stuff, you know, and it's like, hey, I'm telling you, like, your words are representations of your inner world. And you really want to start retraining your brain because we're wired for the negativity bias. So we remember negative things eight times more easily than positive mm -hmm. things. And so it's essential that we use affirmations, my version of Affirmantras to program in the direction that you choose to go. Yeah, definitely. So how do you celebrate your wins? What do you do? Uh, oh my God, I love that question. No, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question. <laughs> and I think it's so important to celebrate your wins. It you know, it's like, you've got to create that positive neural feedback in your brain. And because what, what the heck's the point of doing all the things we do in the world if you're not rewarding yourself? Right, if you're only, uh, otherwise you're just going to, oh, I want to reach this pinnacle. You reach it and then you just go, what's next? Like, this is it. There's no end game here. I mean, totally. it's like, this is it. So if you don't celebrate step along the way, then you celebrate nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say type A people and most people are addicted to stress. And so they actually don't even know how to celebrate themselves or reward themselves. Like it's so habitual to just succeed, go to the next, succeed, go to the next. And then you keep upping the ante and you never slow down to relax and enjoy. Yeah. I love celebrating myself. Okay. So what do you do? So it, started when I was on food stamps, it would start with little things like going to get a cup of coffee for me was a big deal. You know, like a $5 fancy cup of coffee, like a latte, at the, you know, like that was a big deal. Then it was like, okay, I'll go get my nails done. And then it was massages and my Apple watch, uh -huh. you know, it was like, when I, I got a client, I, I'm getting an Apple watch, you know, and then it was like an iPad and then, you know, just whatever feels exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I love to travel. So a lot of times we'll go on trips and that'll be a big reward. And, you know, just the, anything that feels and consciously, I choose it and I go like, I'm so, oh, check this out. I just got an NFA tattoo. I, 
Oh, wow. Check that out. <laughs> that was my reward for the best-selling book. I was like, okay, I'm going to get my next tattoo. And it's my company logo, which NFA, no fucking around stands. That's, that stands for. So my company's NFA money. And so I got an NFA tattoo as my reward for my international best-selling book. Yay. Yeah. Wow, that's great. It matched perfectly. They did a very good job. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So what's the hardest challenge you've ever overcome? Myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my brain, my shitty beliefs about myself. You know, I'd say it. And when we say overcome, I'd say it's always in process. You know, like it's not like I just every day wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm the most amazing thing on the planet. A lot of days I feel that way. I'm like, I love my life. I love myself. It's awesome. And there are still things where I, I play with like that internal battle and that inner critic voice. And so I'd say those are, for me, the most ongoing points of growth are still overcoming my own inner, inner critic beat up moments. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And do you have a message of hope you want to give? A message of hope. You know, I always love to share with people that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, change what's within. And this gives you, to me, the greatest hope because it's like having a magic wand to create anything that you choose to create. Because you're the creator of your reality. You actually, when you stop blaming other people and outside forces, you get to create anything you choose literally anything. If you truly, really knew and believed 100% in universal laws, you could wake up every morning, design your day and manifest exactly what you choose to manifest consciously. And so to me, that is that when I learned that, that was the greatest version of hope I ever found. It was like, oh my God, I'm not at the whim of all of these other things. And life's just pushing me around and me feeling horrible. Instead, I get to wake up and create my reality every day. Heck yeah. I choose to create an awesome life and business and, and everything I love. Yeah. And it reminds me, I just listened. I don't know how I happened on it, but I love it. And it's really stuck with me. I think it was like Oprah's greatest hit. I don't know. It was these little blurbs and it had this one thing where everything that follows I am you're mm. putting into the universe, which I know I am. I mean, everybody yeah. talks about the I am, but she used it in this where she was filming the butler. And I guess they were filming late at night, starting at 11 p.m. And she kept saying, I'm tired, I'm tired. And mm -hmm. so she heard everything that comes after I am, which I'm sure she knew, she's Oprah. So she said, I am so grateful that I have so much energy and get to put out such good work product at 11 at night. And she said it was instantaneous. Yeah. And so amazing. I was like, okay, yeah, I am so grateful that I get a good night's sleep because I heard it at night. I'm so grateful. I'm going to wake up focus. I, and I wake up and I said, I'm grateful to wake up. I am healthy. I am focused. I am so into the I am's right now. And yeah. it's almost two weeks and it is instantaneous. Yeah. And that's what your message of hope just reminded me again of because somebody, every time now I hear someone say, I'm so tired, I'm thinking, it's not my business to try to like teach everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so hyper aware of listening to somebody's I am with a negative statement after it. Yeah. I'm very aware of negative self talk and things like that. And I have been, but also that I am statement is huge. So we get to recreate our lives, just like you said. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. I mean, key takeaway for everyone, what you just said, listen to yourself and what you say after the words I am, if it's not aligned with up leveling and, and the vision you see of awesomeness of yourself and your life and your money and your business, reframe it, 
And that's, that's all you do. You just reframe it. You go, I hear myself saying I'm tired. And instead you go, I am looking forward to having energy. You could even say that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to feeling less tired. You could say that. I am ready and excited to feel energized, right? Yeah, and that's, so you that's just great. Reframe. And that's everything I teach. You know, it's like, it was really cool to work with clients and start seeing when we would do real-time reframes exactly like yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. And you can see real-time people up-leveling their vibe. And then they come back and be like, oh, the coolest things happened to me this week. And it's with these simple mindset switch strategies that you really start to design your life from a new mindset. Yeah, and it's amazing how you can see their energy and their vibrational shift. Yeah. How you're working with them, even like online. It's an amazing experience. I always try to do twice as much in the positive in the higher vibrational one, if I catch myself, yeah. <laughs> I do twice as much in the other direction. That's and, smart. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just try to go that, that way. Okay. So is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you that we're going to get off and you're going to be like, oh, Lauren didn't ask me this. <laughs> <laughs> you asked great questions. I love that you asked, how do you celebrate your wins? I think that's something that pe most people forget and don't focus on. And to me, it's like, the whole fun of everything we're doing, you know, like celebrate yourself every damn day. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're great. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, this was so fun. Thank you so much for being a guest today. I'm 52 weeks of hope. You are welcome. You know, one thing I'll say at the end, thank you for podcasting because I know what goes into it. My podcast is the woman entrepreneur podcast and you and I met through podcasting. I love, 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 podcasters and podcasting and sharing wealth with audiences who are aligned and resonant with whatever it is we're teaching. So thank you for doing your work in the world. And you know, if everyone's loving yours, I'm sure they'll love mine too. At, oh at yeah. Definitely. Check out the woman entrepreneur podcast. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a great show. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Dr. Amanda's messages of fulfillment, manifestation, and mindset. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week for another empowering episode all about how to live abundantly, authentically, and how you can have fun no matter what it is that you're doing. It's all about your intention. It's a great episode, and that's next week. You don't want to miss that one. Also, be sure to sign up for the free Confidence and Clarity Boost sessions. If you're struggling, this might be for you. It helps you align with your past. And for those who feel like life's passing them by, your inner critic's going nonstop, you feel burnt out and jealous of those doing what it is that you wish you were doing, this is great for you. They're just 15 or 20 minutes, they're free, and it's for a limited time. You can just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com and sign up. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.